0: is an odyssey original this is coronavirus daily i'm charles
1: Felt. i'm mike simpson from the knx odyssey studios in los angeles countries on the poorer side could have a harder time getting a hold of the moderna vaccine Companies charging these countries more, taking longer to deliver the doses. This even with financial support from U.S. taxpayers. So we'll look at that.
0: Are some of your favorite products missing on the shelves of your favorite grocery store? Blame the supply chain problems.
1: We start, though, with Moderna and vaccine access. Kate Elder, senior vaccines advisor for the Doctors Without Borders access campaign. Kate, seems like Moderna is putting profit in front of global health
2: yeah i mean you said it right you know they're all looking to make money they're all looking to mint off of this pandemic but indeed some would seem to be more egregiously profiteering from these life-saving medical tools than others um you raised a good point in terms of the the public taxpayer investment to bring moderna's vaccine to the market uh i think the u.s government kicked in about 1.3 billion dollars just for the clinical phase and then guaranteed moderna uh, last year in August of 2020, a uh, pre-order of one and a, worth a value of one and a half billion. So Moderna has really gone from a company which had no products at all to a company which, um, you know, now is looking to make about more than $19 billion in 2021 alone from this life-saving vaccine. Um, We're obviously benefiting from it greatly here in the United States where there's an excess of doses, not only of the Moderna product, but of other vaccines that are expiring on the shelves of, of local clinics, whereas people in the developing world, people where um, medicines on frontier where doctors without borders works have even had, you know, the option to have their first doses yet. So yes, there is a, significant amount of greed and profiteering on the back of this pandemic
1: so they've been brought to the table a couple times and who and everybody are trying to negotiate what do they say in response to either the price question or i guess there's part of this where they say you know what let us make them because the whole other thing is you know open up the technology let other producers kind of do this too and we can cover the rest of the world Uh, but they say hey if we can bring our capacity to to pretty high levels and get you the doses, and what does it matter? As long as you're getting the doses,
2: yeah, that's a great point, and I'm glad that you're underscoring what the World Health Organization and other global health leaders have been um, saying, and really, you know, pulling back the the veneer of what the company is is claiming they're doing for the world. I mean, they're they're not meeting um, the obligations to the global community, and um, what they're doing is is putting their sales over over the public's health. So, yes, I mean, Moderna will say. Oh, we're doing everything we can. Look, we'll be able to scale up our production. Look, we will increase volumes to the developing world. But it's—it's just bottom line is it's not enough and it's not fast enough. So when you you know consider the fact that less than a million Moderna doses have gone to the entire developing world. I mean, the developing world where you know about two and a half percent of people in the poorest countries of the world have had access to to at least one dose. Um, these claims uh, by, by Moderna are just not enough. I mean, it's just not enough. So they're going to do everything they can to throw up barriers to the need to share their technology, the need to um, share the know-how, share the technology, open up um, the licensing so that as many, as many companies can make it as possible. But the bottom line is those are decisions that are being solely gauged upon their intentions to to make as much money off of this product as possible.
3: But
0: is there more than that the White House can and should do? I mean, we hear that the White House is upset, but, uh, you know, failure to give vaccines to other countries eventually has a boomerang effect, right? Because mutations then of the virus will develop in those countries and eventually may come back to bite us on the you know what. So why can't the White House do more?
2: You're precisely right, and it. Can, and I'm glad you put it that way. I mean, it can come back to bite us in the, you know, what? Because this is not only about fairness and equity; it's about, um, it's about the self interest of the United States government to, to you know, stem any additional variants. Um You know, it's common adage now. Covid anywhere is Covid everywhere, but it's you know there is a public health element to that. So it's in our self interest here in the United States to make sure that vaccines are reaching the developing world, the places where Doctors Without Borders works. Now the we, you know we are hearing this reporting that the White House is upset that Moderna isn't doing more. You know, uh, um, not I don't want to be snarky, but I mean the United States government shouldn't only be upset; they should be taking action, <laughs> yeah. right? So right. you know. W- Tier tier, but you're the United States government. Um, you have leverage. You are co-owners of some of these patents. You put in our taxpayer dollars out there in LA, here in Brooklyn, to develop this vaccine. So now, call it in, call it in. It's not only about matter of using your voice; it's a matter of using your legislative powers, your legal powers, to do you know the best for the most and to act in the public's interest. Well, the problem here is we're cowtailing to pharmaceutical corporations. That's the bottom line. The United States government is choosing um, corporate interests over the public's interest. And what they need to do now is, you know, step up, um, put their feelings aside and take action. They should take action.
1: Kate Elder, Senior Vaccines Advisor for the Doctors Without Borders Access Campaign. Kate, thanks.
0: Coming up after a short break, the supply chain problems are hitting your local supermarket. Maybe you've noticed your favorite cereal or hot sauce or frozen dinner no longer at your grocery store, or it's there one day, but not the next.
1: Supply chain problems to blame now directly impacting what people buy to eat. WBBM's Cisco Kodo talked with Phil Lempert of supermarketguru.com, who explained the problem.
3: When we take a look at what's going on with climate change, we take a look at what's going on with labor, and then we take a look at what's going on with transportation, it all comes together, and it says that farmers have to plow under their fields, dairies are dumping milk again, and we have a big problem facing um, empty shelves. And if you talk to retailers, as I have over probably the past two months, what they're saying is, The distributors, the manufacturers can't fulfill their orders. So it's not that they're not requesting these items. It's that maybe they're only getting a half or a third or a quarter of what they're ordering. Absolutely. Um, In some cases, uh, probably the average is about 60% of what's going on. I was talking to um, a retailer just yesterday um, in the Midwest. They have 71 stores, and they're opening up a new store in downtown St. Louis in about three weeks, and they're not sure they're going to have those shelves stocked for a new store opening, which is unbelievable. As you talk to retailers, are they thinking, well, three months down the road maybe we'll be okay? Is it maybe much further down the road than that? Much further. It's probably a good year and a half. And it really comes down to the fact that you know we we have a broken supply chain. It's going to take a while to fix that. Um, we have a shortage of truck drivers. You've seen and and heard the ads on radio uh, where people are trying to recruit everybody from Walmart to the trucking companies, offering ten thousand dollars bonuses, fifteen thousand dollars bonuses. Uh, we and also don't forget that at the beginning of of the pandemic, we had containers. Um, of food that were locked down and some are still locked down in other parts of the world uh, versus coming here with products. Uh, Pre-pandemic, it cost about $2,500 to bring a container from China to the U.S. Now it's over $20,000 to do that. So you compound all of these issues, and it's going to mean higher prices and more shortages. So when people see that that, uh, items are light on the shelf... Is it just, hey, be patient, you know, maybe a week or two it'll come back? Or do you have to grab it while you can? I mean, I th- think that's why you get some purchase limits, because people think they have to grab it while they can. Uh, grab it while you can. Um, it's, the prices <laughs> are just going to go up. We're going to have more shortages. You look at major companies like Campbell Soup or Progresso Soup, they've they've cut their assortment in half just so that they can focus on the best-selling products. We're also going to go into an era that you know we're going to have less variety on the supermarket shelves. If you recall, oh, this goes back in the 60s when um, Nikita Khrushchev came over from Russia, went into a U.S. supermarket for the first time, and he commented that he's never seen as many products in his life um, as we have in our supermarkets. We've really spoiled ourselves. Uh, the question is, do we need you know 20 20- four different kinds of Oreos uh, to satisfy our our palate. No, we just need the peanut butter ones. That's all we need. Exactly. We don't need the (laughs) other ones at all.
0: One reason businesses across the country are having trouble filling jobs was starkly illustrated in a new report. Americans are quitting in droves. The Labor Department says the number of people quitting jumped to 4.3 million in August. Now, that's the highest on record dating back to December 2000 and up from 4 million in July. Hiring also slowed in August. The report showed the number of jobs available fell to 10.4 million from a record high of 11.1 million the previous month. The data strongly suggests the Delta variant wreaked havoc on the job market in August as COVID-19 cases surged. The number of people quitting jumped in restaurants and hotels and rose in other public Facing jobs such as retail and education.
1: This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.